Hey, this is Luke Vaughn, the assistant youth pastor at The Rock Youth, and we are so excited for you to hear our latest sermon. Take a listen. All right. All right. Cool. Well, tonight's going to be, uh, you guys just, you know, taking your time. You're just chilling, you know. I'm just kidding. Just calling you out. Um, you're fired. I'm just kidding. I can't even fire. Fire you from what? Right? Being a kid. Um, anyways, tonight's going to be a quick message, but it might be, um, oh, okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. So a lot, for, for a lot of you guys who are new, uh, if, if you're new, I don't know if anybody's new here tonight. If you are, um, welcome again. Uh, I hope you guys have had a good night so far. But um, sometimes there's like these things, like I give a message every week, um, and a lot of times I'm really excited about them. A lot of times I'm just like, oh man, I can't wait to encourage them with this or strengthen them or equip them with this like information or, or get in the presence of God and just watch you guys just uh, encounter him. And I think that can happen tonight. But um, what we're talking about um, is really not the most fun topic sometimes, uh, especially... Um, if you have had an interesting adolescence, I will say. Um, and the one thing that I want to say before I go any farther is this. The topic that we're talking about tonight, everyone is in a different place with. Um, you may have a situation where things are great, and you're great in this situation. You'll understand in a second. And, you're, and, like, and they're great, and you're great, and it's just like this great relationship, and everything's awesome, and like you're just like, whatever. This is good, okay? But for some of you, there's some things that God, not me, but God in heaven wants to say to you about the situation that you're in, okay? And um, I'm gonna, I, didn't, I had no idea what to title this message tonight. I'm going to be honest. So I have just like a sentence as a title, and it's this. Why honoring your parents will change your life for the better. And I meant to put a little parentheses on the S in parents because I know a lot of you guys come from a home where it's just your mom or just your dad or maybe your aunt or a guardian, somebody who takes care of you. And here's the thing. It was Monday morning I woke up, so three days ago, and I was like, I, I didn't really have a plan on what I was going to talk about tonight, and, and m- literally Monday morning happened, and I was like, I think I need to talk to them about like how to engage with their parents, how to honor their parents, and stuff like that. And I was like, Lord, don't make me do it. Like, I really don't want to talk about this with these kids. And um, not that it's like, it's just so hard because it's like one of these things where I, I, I empathize with a lot of you guys because being a kid is hard. It is so difficult sometimes in your house and with your families and everything. A lot of times because of you, not because of them, but it's because of you. But there are times where it's like, no, this is hard because of them. And I totally empathize with that. So Monday, I was like, okay, I probably should talk about that. I feel like the Lord's putting that in my heart. But I was like, God, no, I'm going to do something different. And then yesterday, um, he was like, yeah, no, you're going to do it. And I was like, no, I don't want to. And then today, I was like, I, I, kept, I kept talking to Luke, and I was like, dude, I feel like I need to give this message. I feel like I need to give this message. I don't know what to do. And he's like, and I started talking to him processing, and he's like, no, you need to, you need to give that message. And I was like, I know, I don't want to, but it's going to be good. And I'll tell you a funny story. Can I do, tell you a funny story really quick to kind of just get us going? So um, Baby Hammer, little Baby Hammer, not my son, um, except he is little baby Hammer Jr. But um, when I was really small, I was a baby. I, you know, slept in a crib like all babies do. And um, I was like one of those babies or I guess toddlers that climbed on everything. Anybody else like that when they were a little kid? Like I was like, 
I, you would think I had a death wish. Like I would just climb up on anything, tables, chairs. I cracked my head open four times as a kid. Four, quattro, like that many times I cracked my head open. I have scars, right? I have a scar here, here, back of my head, and then again right here. This one, my sister threw me into a wall, into a wall. This one, I hit my head on a windowsill. This one back here, I, um, oh, this one is the most embarrassing. I was watching Mulan, I was acting like a ninja. And uh, I fell off of my uh, sofa, and I landed on my head, cracked it open. Not fun. And then uh, this corner of my head, I don't know what you call this part of your head, um, I was on roller skates, and I fell, or I slipped, and then I cracked my head on our uh, shelf that we had in the garage. So you're like, that explains so much, right? It's like, okay, I get it, right? Sometimes I say dumb crap. I get it. Um, Anyways, so when I was a little baby, I was like a toddler, right? of course I was a toddler. Um, I, was, I was like a wiggle worm, climbing on everything. And um, when I was, one day I was in my crib and I kept call, crawling out, like crawling like literally up and it just like fling, just like out of the crib and fall onto the ground. And then I'll cry and my parents are like, bro, stop. And I'm like, wah, I, don't, I can't say words. But um, so, I, so what they did, they make these little tent things for babies I pray my son doesn't need one. But they make these for cribs, and they literally go over the top of a crib, and it's like a tent, and it's supposed to keep the baby from being able to get out. Okay, one day, I don't know why, I can't remember this. This is a memory that my parents have unlocked in my brain, okay? One day, I'm in my crib. I'm supposed to be napping, I guess, and um, I was like, you know what? No, I'm, I want to be out of this thing, right? So I try to climb up, and I'm like, there's a tent there. I bet I could get out of this. And so I found a way to literally climb up and I slipped and like wedged myself like this, literally wedged myself between the tent of my crib and the crib itself. And the funniest part about all this, it's funnier when my parents tell the story because like they actually saw it. I guess I wasn't even crying. I was just like, just just kind of like just kind of sitting there like a surprise that I did this to myself. My dad comes in. He's like, what the heck is going on, dude? Like, and my mom's like, this is kind of amazing. Like, what is going on? So anyways... But the funny thing, here's, here's the reason I share that story. Your parents or your parent, whoever, I'm just going to say parents because I'm going to assume that, you know, the, the norm is having a mom and dad, but not to say it's abnormal to not or anything like that, but I'm just going to, just for sake of conversation, I'm going to say the word parents. Your parents have set boundaries for you. And not only that, but God has set boundaries for your parents, Your parents have created, however perfectly or imperfectly, they have set up a boundary and a system inside of your home, and it is actually your role and your job to come under that system and say, I honor this. I don't always agree with it, but I honor this. And like I said, there's going to be some stuff. Here's the thing. A lot of times we do, we do this in staff meetings. There's, you know, um, Pastor Rick or Pastor Jen, some of our pastors, they'll, they'll talk about some things with our whole staff that it doesn't necessarily apply to everybody, okay? So I'm going to say some things tonight in this message for the next, oh, geez, 12 minutes. Okay, I'm going to say some things that, um, you know, maybe don't apply to you. And if it doesn't, just take it, okay? This, I'm looking at this comment, this thing that Pastor Aaron said. I'm, I'm going to absorb it. Does it, does it, does it, work with me? Does it, does it, is this something that I struggle with? Is this something I need to work on? And if not, that's okay. Not everything I say in every single one of my message is, messages is going to relate directly to you. But here's the thing. What I implore you to do is this. Take everything that I'm about to say and filter it through the word of God, filter it through the presence of God and say, Lord, change me. Whatever needs to change in me. Because, spoiler alert, I was not a perfect son. I am still not a perfect son to my parents. 
And also, they were not perfect parents to me. They would be the first ones in line to say they made mistakes. They let me hang out in a, between a tent and a crib, you know, when I was a little baby. So there, there was mistakes that were made. And obviously, on a more serious note, there were, there were arguments that we had where they, would, they said things that were not okay. But more often than not, it was me outside of my covering, and I chose dishonor rather than honor. And what I felt like in worship when, when we were just standing there, I was like, Lord, how do I articulate this in the best way so that it just makes sense? And it's this, that disciples do not dwell in the courts of dishonor. Disciples of Jesus do not dwell in the courts of dishonor. It is not a location and it is not a space that we are allowed to even dwell in. What God has called you and me to both is honor first and foremost, but for the sake of conversation tonight, we're gonna talk about honoring our parents. And to do that, we have to look at what does it look like to dishonor our parents? And I'm gonna read you some scripture. Ephesians 6.1. Children, that's you and me. Obey your parents because you belong to the Lord not even because you belong to them. This is what Paul's saying. Because you belong to Jesus, obey those who he has set above you. Okay, children obey your parents because you belong to the Lord. For this is the right thing to do. And then he's quoting from Exodus chapter 20. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment. By the way, this is the fifth commandment in the 10 commandments. The first four commandments, we're talking about man's relationship with God. You should have no other gods before me, the Sabbath, all that kind of stuff. This in the middle kind of commandment in the 10 commandments, it's the only one that addresses really, or it starts off, I should say, these commandments that talk about our engagement with other people. So this is the fifth commandment. And then after that is do not murder, do not covet, steal, all that stuff. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well with you and you will have a long life on earth. Okay. There are a few things in that scripture that I want to talk about in the next nine minutes. I'm going to pull out a few things. And the first is this. It obviously uses the word honor. Okay. Honor is this catch-all term in our culture of just either it means to it, some some people think it means to affirm some people think that it means um you know you just do whatever somebody says and don't ask any questions ever some things some people mean that it, um you get in some interesting church circles and they go hyper honor which is just like when the pastor comes in the room you got to stand up that's so weird and not cool but like people go crazy with this honor stuff but i'm going to give you the definition in the original hebrew that exodus was written in in the 10 commandments what the word honor was meaning is this, to recognize someone as made in the image of God. So what God is commanding the, commanding the people of Israel to do, and what Paul is commanding us as believers in Jesus to do, is to honor people by affirming that they are made in the presence of God, or in, rather in the image of God. That's literally what Paul is saying to do. And he's saying if you dishonor, guess what that means? If you dishonor, you are saying, I disagree with what God says about you. If I choose to dishonor my parents, whether or not they deserve it, whether or not whatever I agree with them, whatever, whatever's going on. If I choose to dishonor my parents, I am literally telling them and telling God, I disagree with what you, God, say about them dishonoring somebody is stripping them or is, is attempting to strip them of the identity that God has already spoken over them. So let's put this out a practical example. If I dishonor you and I just belittle you and I, and I, and, 
and just cast you out and just say the worst kinds of things about you, I would never do that because I love every single one of you. But if I did that, not only am I making you feel bad about yourself, but what I'm literally doing is, is you know that identity that God spoke over you, that you're his child, that you're made in his image, all that good stuff? No, 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 that, that, doesn't, that doesn't relate to you. It's, it's, it's as if I'm attempting to take something from you that God spoke over you. That's what dishonor is. But what honor is, is I'm recognizing what God has said about you and it is that you are made in his image. So when we are choosing to dishonor our parents rather than honor them, we're saying, I disagree with what God says about you. Anyways, let's get into the roles. Um, like I said, we're not just rebelling, we're disagreeing with God. Um, God has given your parents authority over you. And this is, uh, oh man. God has given your parents authority over you. And parents are imperfect. Amen. <laughs> no, you can say amen, right? Our parents are imperfect. Why? Because I'm a parent. And I'm imperfect. I mess up all the time. Like, I spilled a little bit of his bottle this morning when I was giving it to him. And I was like, oh, hope Cassidy didn't see that. Anyways. Um, so, uh, parents are imperfect. But that doesn't strip them of the authority that God has given them. But here's the catch. If I'm dishonoring them, it means I'm dishonoring God. If, if I'm dishonoring, if I'm speaking negative, if I'm not walking in obedience and, and walking in honor and walking in grace and walking in understanding and walking in mercy and walking in long suffering towards my parents, if I'm not walking in these things, I'm not just dishonoring them, I'm dishonoring the one who created them and created me. That's the importance and that's the reality of not just recognizing that like, yeah, they're my parents. They love me, I guess. I love them, whatever, in my own way or whatever. I, I actually affirm that God has placed them in a seat of authority above me. God, I come into agreement with what you say about them. Now let's get into some practicals. Um, really quick before we do this. Dishonoring is not the same as disagreeing. You can disagree in honor. You know that? Um, Luke, Luke and I run this ministry, uh, like, obviously I'm, I'm our youth pastor. Luke is my assistant youth pastor. He disagrees with me about a lot of stuff, but that's a good thing. Maybe not that much. We disagree about some stuff, a little bit here and there, but he is one of the most honoring people that I know. Why? Because it is possible. In, in fact, we should agree or sorry, disagree in honor. So your parents are going to ask things of you. They're going to tell things to you. They're going to say things to you. They're going to ask you to do things, and you're going to disagree more often than not, actually. And you are so allowed and free to disagree. Not only because we're in America, baby, but because, because we're free in Christ. You are free to disagree, but you are not free to dishonor. It's like I said, disciples do not dwell in the courts of dishonor. It's not our language, and it's not our motto, and it's not, our, our, it's not the way we run. It's not the way that we're called to. So you can disagree with them. You can say, hey, mom, I really don't like that you're asking me to do that thing right now. It's really upset because I'm, like, in the middle of a game, and you know, I've said it to you before, I can't pause it because it's a live game. Like, I just dropped in. Like, I don't really, you don't really, you, you don't get it, right? But I understand that you're saying this to me, and I disagree with you. I don't like what you're saying but I affirm that God has placed you over me and I give you the honor that he says you deserve. I affirm that in you. Anyways, what does dishonor 
look like? What does dishonor look like? I don't want to talk about this, but what does dishonor look like? Attitude. Passive, annoyed, standoffish, snooty, and rude. I know that a lot of us relate to that because when I said attitude, you went, ooh. (laughs) You can hear it in the room. By the way, I think every single person in this room is guilty of this, including myself. I'm going to assume none of us are perfect in this regard. We're going to have bad days. We're going to have off days. Attitude is one. Passive, annoyed, standoffish. That is dishonoring when we allow it to come. It, it can hang out in your heart for a little bit so you can process it with the Lord. But when it is projected is when we run into problems. What, is, what does dishonor also look like? Rage. Screaming, yelling, throwing, name-calling. Again, I'm going to assume none of us are perfect in this regard. I've said some terrible things to my dad and to my mom both in moments of rage that I will regret until the day that I go see Jesus. It's dishonor. Number three, disobedience. I don't even need to explain this one. It's disobedience. It's them saying one thing as your parents in the seat of authority and you're going against whatever they're saying. Disobedience. What's another way of dishonor? Slander. All right. Bro. You literally, my mom, she literally wouldn't even let me finish my Warzone game. Like she literally, I guess like we were in a rush to get to church or something. Bro, like, are you kidding me? Like what? She doesn't even know. Like this is slander. Dude, I wish my, I wish my parents were that cool about alcohol, bro. I'm talking real talk right now. I wish my parents were that cool. But like they set like stupid rules for me. Like what? That it's, it's slander. And guess what? We do it even on our own. We do it by ourselves in a room. I can't believe that she is making me, I can't believe that he is doing, like, are you serious? And we slander them to ourselves. It is entirely possible to dishonor my parents when no one else is around, when they're not even in front of me. And honestly, and please remember, this is out of love. This is, I want us to be disciples of the living God. I want everything he has for me. I want to be changed into his image. I want to walk in his love and the fruit of the spirit. This is not meant to condemn you, but it's meant to encourage you that there is more for you. And I believe in my heart, if we can get on top of some of these ideas, our lives will be better for it. Amen? It's a weak amen, but it's fine. The last one of dishonor, and then we really got to wrap up. You can turn on the music because it'll, let's just, complaining. Anybody else complain towards your parents? Anybody else complain? Um, okay. I was the king of a messy room. I murdered the game at the messy room, okay? I was on top of it. I owned the market on the messy room. And my mom, sweet Christy, five foot one, just little sweet red-haired Christy, just the best of all time. She was so graceful to me. And you know how many times she would ask me in kindness, hey, Aaron, you said 
you were going to, like, I asked you this morning to clean your room, and, you know, you said you were going to do it after school, but then you got home, and you didn't do it, and, and then I would complain, Mom, what, I, I, I didn't, I have the rest of the day, right, just because I haven't done it yet. Does, does this sound like familiar language to you? It's because we have found ourselves in the courts of dishonor. And God tonight is inviting you. He's saying, I want so much more for you. I want to shift you and mold you and change you. Not because it's not, not so like, oh, like God doesn't want me to have any fun. No, it's because he wants every relationship in your life to point towards Jesus. In closing. So then, what does honor look like? How do I honor my mom? How do I honor my dad? How do I honor my aunt? How do I honor my uncle? How do I honor my nanny? I don't know. How do I honor? If we know now what dishonor looks like, attitude, rage, disobedience, slander, complaining, lots of other things, then what does dishonor look like? It looks like this. Kindness rather than attitude. Patience rather than rage. Hyper-obedience rather than disobedience. Cheering them on rather than slander. Having restraint. Having restraint. I want to say this to mom right now because she doesn't get it. But God, you have called me to patience. You've called me to love. You've called me to your grace. And check this out. Check this out. Even when she's wrong. Even when he totally deserves it. I am done making excuses for dishonor. Hello? I am done excusing dishonor and slander in my life because they deserved it. I'm not going to do it anymore. I'm, I am, I'm breaking ties. And I'm no longer going to say, well, they deserved it. So I'm going to say it. But the culture of the kingdom is saying they deserve it, but I walk in restraint. God's called me to more. He's made me an ambassador of Christ. I have the fruit of the Spirit in me. And guess what? On top of the fruit of the Spirit, he gives me the gifts of the Spirit. I walk in authority in Christ. Just because I can say it doesn't mean I need to. I could sound off on my parents right now, but I'm not going to. Why? Because I agree with God and what he says about them. Amen? I want you to do this. Go ahead and stand to your feet. We're not going to close in a song. We're just going to, we're just going to let God speak to us for a minute. And then we're going um, to uh, go into small groups. I want you right now to think about that moment, because I know it's there, of dishonor in this last week. Go ahead. I'm 25 and I have one. <laughs> I am a parent, and I have dishonored my parents this week. And guess what? It wasn't even to their face. It was to my wife, actually. 
But what I want to do right now is I want to come into a spirit of repentance towards God. And guess what I'm going to challenge you to do? I am going to challenge you tonight, right after service, literally as we leave. Drive home. When you get home tonight, everyone's settled, everyone's hanging out. I'm going to challenge you to repent to your parents. Not because God's angry, not because he's, he's up in heaven. He's like, I can't believe that you would disown. No, because he says, I want every relationship you have to be submitted and consecrated unto me. I want them to look like Jesus. You know what marriage is, by the way? That's literally why marriage in the Bible is referred to, it, we, uh, the Bible says, husbands love your, loves your, love your wives like Jesus loves the church. Our relationships are supposed to point to the kingdom reality. So we need to think right now, even right now, what is that moment? Maybe there's 15,000 of them. Choose one. Father, we pray right now. Highlight in our hearts where we have misstepped. Highlight in our hearts when we have entered the courts of dishonor. Where we have dwelt in the courts of dishonor, Father, especially, specifically towards our parents. God, right now, would you just, would you do it? Would you highlight, speak to these students right now? And Lord, I ask. God, I ask that you would fill these students with a heart of repentance. And repentance is not, oh, I suck, God. I'm so, I'm just the worst. But repentance is a change of mind. God, change our minds towards our parents, Father. Give us hearts of gratitude that we have parents who love us and champion us and support us and give us a house and give us food and give us nourishment and give us love and give us guidance and advice and counsel and give us hugs and kisses. God, we don't want to be too cool for the love of our parents. Father, right now, would you stir up in these students? Would they, would they begin to speak to you? you? You right now, you talk to God. Even under your breath, in your heart, doesn't matter. Talk to God and say, God, I am so sorry for how I have dishonored the authority that you've given my parents. Father, I ask that you would help me be kind and patient and obedient, hyper-obedient to my parents. everybody's eyes closed. I just want to continue on in this. What the enemy is going to try to do right now, there is an enemy, the devil, who is after your soul. He doesn't want you close to Jesus. He doesn't want your relationships to point towards him. He doesn't want you to thrive in your life. He doesn't want you to succeed. He doesn't want you to know God. He doesn't want you to be close to Jesus. That enemy, what he's going to try to do is he's going to try to sneak in here and he's going to try to tell you, oh no, you're different. You're exempt from this because your parents are really bad. That's language of hell. Father, would you remind us right now that we are, not, we are not released to dwell in the courts of dishonor. 
Lord, give us hearts that are repentant towards our parents. And Lord, equip us with your spirit to be more like you. Fill us with the fruits of the spirit this week. We love you and we praise you. And everyone said, and everyone said, that was such an amazing sermon. If you want to connect with us here at The Rock Youth, follow us on Instagram at The Rock Church YTH. Subscribe to our YouTube channel or follow us on Spotify by searching The Rock YTH or text The Rock Youth MS or The Rock Youth HS to 33222 for texting updates on everything we have here going on at The Rock Youth. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast feed. We'll see you next time.